0: Thank you for listening to the Mutual Audio Network. Please, don't turn that dial.
1: The following audio drama is rated G,
2: which means it's perfectly safe for folks and families of all ages. Yes, even Grandma. Enjoy! It's time once again for America's favorite show, The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. Brought to you by DrFloyd.com. We begin this episode not in the world of classic literature, but back in Settle River City in the laboratory of the world's most brilliant scientist, Dr. Floyd, where at this exact moment both Dr. Grant and Chips are returning from their respective adventures. <coughs>
0: Hey, Chips! Dr. Grant, what are you doing here? I thought you had gone for good because you couldn't be Dr. Floyd's young protege anymore.
2: I can't, but you're now looking at Dr. Floyd's brand new young apprentice.
0: Young apprentice? Oh, that's funny. Wonderful news!
2: How'd that come about? That's yeah, a long, boring story that I won't bore you with right now. Uh, say, where did you just come back from?
0: Oh, I had a distress call from my parents, and I had to return to the alien robot homeworld of my birth.
2: Distress call? Is everything okay?
0: Everything's fine. It actually turned out to be a very long, boring story as well, Dr. Grant dr
2: floyd i don't know i just got back to the lab and he isn't here
0: he must not have been here for a while look at all the mail that's piled
2: up yeah and here on the lab bench is a letter from princess ori (laughs) if he was here he would have opened this up immediately upon its arrival oh you're right about that I wonder where he is. Well, if he's not here and the Time and Spaceship is still on the hangar, there's only one place I'd say he is. The
0: Saddle River Public Library.
2: It is like his home away from
0: home. Let's get over there and see if we can find him. I'm sure he'll be ever so excited to know you're back and know his apprentice.
2: And I'm sure he'll be happy to know that your parents' emergency turned out to be nothing to write home about.
0: Oh, before we leave, we should probably empty the garbage can here. It looks like it hasn't been emptied since we Left and the can full light is blinking. Well,
2: that's funny. Dr. Floyd always takes out the trash before he leaves the lab. Oh, well, I'll just use Dr. Floyd's patented auto emptier. It'll dump all the garbage in the garbage can into the garbage chute. Uh, let me just push the button here.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs>
2: Uh, did you hear that? Hear what? I don't know. Sounded like a voice screaming out in the refuse and then suddenly being silenced.
0: I didn't hear anything. Hmm,
2: I must have imagined it. Okay, let's go to the library. Moments later, Dr. Grant and Chips are standing at the front desk of the Sutter River Public Library.
1: Hello, Dr. Grant. Hello, Chips. Hey, Agnes, it's so good to see you. And speaking
0: of seeing Agnes, have you seen Dr. Floyd Today?
1: Today? No, I haven't seen Dr. Floyd since that day two weeks ago. The day all those strange things started happening around here. Strange things happened? Yes. You see, two weeks ago, Dr. Octavius Tannenbaum, Dr. Alexandria Herron, and Dr. Tufton the III came into the library. They had this big thing that looked somewhat like a laser cannon, and they took it down to the classic literature section. They said it was a mechanical bookmark. That's a little strange. Yes. I thought so, too, and was going to say something, but then Dr. Steve came
2: in. Dr. Steve? In the library? (laughs) Did he melt as soon as he crossed the threshold?
1: No. He filled out an application for a library card and then demanded to know if we had any books on Barry Manilow. I told him we did, and he headed off downstairs to the classic literature section, even though I told him he was going the wrong way.
0: Very odd indeed. Yes.
1: And then a bit after that, Dr. Floyd came in and he headed down to the classic literature section, too. Hmm.
2: Well, I guess that's not too odd. Uh, maybe there was some sort of doctor's convention going on.
1: That's what I thought, too. But the arrival of all the doctors really isn't the odd part. Well, what's the odd part? Well... After a few minutes of them all being down there together, there was a loud bang and a blinding flash of light. Oh, no! And then Doctors Tenenbaum, Heron, and Beamish III came running upstairs as fast as they could and bolted out the front door, laughing maniacally. Oh, dear! I went downstairs to see what happened, but when I got there, there was no sign of Dr. Floyd or Dr. Steve anywhere. What? Yes. They were gone. All that was left was that big piece of machinery that looked somewhat like a laser cannon.
0: What is this somewhat laser cannony-looking thingy do right now?
1: Oh, it's still downstairs where they left it. We were going to put it in the dumpster, but every once in a while it fires up as if being operated by remote control. The staff is a bit afraid to go near it. Can you take us to it, Agnes? Sure. Oh, but hold on one second. It's almost 3 o'clock. Uh, what happens at 3 o'clock? Every day at 3 o'clock, this little sock-shaped guy just sort of appears by the front door of the library.
0: Sock-shaped guy? Yes.
1: He seems to appear out of thin air, looks around, and then vanishes. I don't know who he is or how he does his little trick, but he's done it every day for the past two weeks at exactly 3 p.m. Here we go. Three, two, one. There he is! It's Fidget! Hey, Fidget! Mm -hmm.
2: Fitcher, what are you doing here? Wait, Doctor Steve's missing.
1: Uh huh. Doctor Floyd's missing too. Uh oh.
2: Agnes, could you take us to see this laser cannon thingy? I think it might just hold the key to telling us where Doctor Floyd and Doctor Steve are. Sure. Right this way. And with that, Agnes leads Dr. Grant, Chips, and Fidget down to the classic literature section of the library. Will they be able to discern what's happened to Dr. Floyd and Dr. Steve? More importantly, will they find a way to bring Dr. Floyd and Dr. Steve back to Saddle River City? And throughout all this hump-up, what is Agnes the librarian most concerned about?
1: Wherever those two went, they'd better not have taken any library books with them without following proper checkout procedures.
2: Find out next time on the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. Episode number 714 of The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd starred Maura Quirk as Chips, www.mauracquirk.com. Allison Mork as Agnes the Librarian and Christina Pazitsky as Cousin Oliver, www.christinacomedy.com. Special thanks to swazzle.com for their help with this episode. Music for this episode by Jody Whitesides, www.jodywhitesides.com. This episode was written by Grant Pachoco and recorded in Dr. Floyd Studios in beautiful downtown Burbank, California. Episode number 714 of The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd is copyright 2009, Dr. Floyd Industries, LLC. All rights reserved. And now The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd proudly presents Learning More After the Episode. Hello, everyone. Evil Mastermind Dr. Steve here. Now, if you've been listening to this recent season of The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd, then you know that all my troubles began when I visited the library for the very first time. Well, I wanted to do a little research into the world of libraries, so I made a phone call to Julie Frederickson, who is the library director of the Corona Public Library in Corona, California. Here now is part one of my... My interview with Julie. How are you doing today, Julie?
0: I am doing great. Thank you. All
2: right. Now, you work at the Corona Public Library and you're the library director. Now, what does that job entail?
0: Well, it's kind of like it sounds. I direct the services of the library, make sure all the librarians are doing their job and we're getting the books back where they need to be and helping people find what they need, and listening to the public, and I meet with the, the mayor and all those kind of important people in the city and make sure that, that we're doing a good job over here at the library. How long have you
2: worked at the library?
0: Well, I've been uh, the director here at the Corona Public Library for four years, but I've been in the library field for, gosh, over, over 20 years, almost 25 years now.
2: All right, now let's talk about a librarian. What is a librarian's job, just putting books back on shelves?
0: Well, that's more of a library page. The pages put the books away. That's how I got started. And the librarian tries to select books to, to purchase for the collection. So we have good things that kids want to read and grown ups want to read. And the librarians plan programs and they bring in things like puppet shows and magic shows and they go visit schools and they try to just keep the public excited about what we're doing at the library and try to keep really quality materials on the shelves at all times.
2: I see. And now, how does one become a librarian?
0: Well, you always have to have an undergraduate degree. You have to have usually a bachelor's degree in some subject. Mine is in English. A lot of people end up having an English degree and wondering what on earth to do with it. Then they find themselves attracted to library work, and then you have to go on and get your master's degree in library science. And then once you have your MLS, you're qualified to be called a professional librarian.
2: And there's different kinds of librarians, aren't there? Like reference and children's librarians?
0: Yeah, yeah, actually yeah, just just within um our library here, we have a young adult librarian who works with teens and tries to figure out what they would like. We have children's librarians, we have adult reference librarians, and then there's of course librarians who work at universities and law libraries and and you know, Walt Disney, I'm sure has has a library with librarians and I know a lot of large movie studios have their own libraries, which would be very fun to work at.
2: Now, uh, did you like books as a child?
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. One of my favorite things to do was to go to the library and run around and pick up all the books I wanted to read. Then I'd go home and I'd have this wonderful stack of books waiting for me. And I just loved it. I've always been able to get lost in a book. And I, I still do. It's still a big it's a big love for me, and I'm still amazed when I walk around the library before we're open and realize I work here, and it's free, and anyone's welcome at the library. It seems like a very, like a very fair and honorable thing to do, to offer that to everyone. And yes, I could ramble on about reading forever, but I've always enjoyed it, and I still do.
2: Now, what was your favorite book when you were little?
0: Um, Gosh, you know what? I I really, really loved—I love Charlotte's Web, and I love Stuart Little. I love both of those. And another favorite is The Little House, uh, which is a Caldecott winner. It's a wonderful book. And then The Little House on the Prairie books made a huge influence on me. I just—I love those.
2: Are those books that you would recommend to younger readers, or do you have other books that you always recommend to younger readers?
0: There are so many good books written being published right now for younger readers younger readers. I don't even have a good list for you. I would recommend if you ever want to know something like that, that's a good question. Go to your library, go to the desk and ask the librarian behind the desk for a recommendation. You know, just say, have you read anything good lately or seen any good book reviews? And new books will usually, usually be on display. There's so many good good book reviews available online. I use Amazon a lot or in the New York Times book review, L.A. Times book review, there's always really good recommendations for for good books.
2: You've been listening to part one of my two-part interview with library director Julie Fredrickson. Tune in next time to hear part two. This has been Learning More After the Episode, a presentation of The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. Clear the airwaves! Clear the airwaves! It's now time for Dr. Floyd's Imagination Nation Rangers secret message for you members of the Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation. Remember kids, only official radio adventures of Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation Rangers can decode Dr. Floyd's secret message with the secret decoder ring available only from www.imaginationranger.com right, grab your secret decoder rings and a pencil and paper and prepare to set your imagination to fun. Remember, Dr. Floyd it is counting on you. And here is the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation Ranger Secret Message for episode number 714, The Penultimate Chapter. 17 7 17 12 18 20 14 18 7 17 13 7 7 6, 15, three, one, eight, 14, one, 11, eight. And that was a message from Dr. Floyd himself to all his Imagination Nation Rangers. You can join Dr. Floyd's Imagination Nation and become an Imagination Nation Ranger only at www.imaginationranger.com. And until next time, set your imagination to fun. Say, Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd fans, want to find out how Dr. Grant became a young apprentice? Want to find out what emergency called Chip's home to her home planet? Want to find out where Fidget has been this whole time? Or just how Cousin Oliver got inside Dr. Floyd's secret lab? Well, the only way to know the answers to these questions is to listen to the four exclusive Season 7 Tweenie episodes that are available only to Imagination Nation Rangers. Support the show and become an official Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd Imagination Nation Ranger today, and you'll experience your favorite radio show on a whole new level, Visit www.imaginationranger.com for details and set your imagination to fun. Hey, Fidget, you know what? I'm totally cool. Oh, really? We're it now. Because I've just signed up for a Twitter account. What? Yes, it's at www.twitter.com slash evilmastermind. Well, I plan to send out totally inspirational and completely evil messages to all my followers. Good morning. We hope you're enjoying Saturday Story Circle. Get enough cereal? How's the coloring going? You can always join us tomorrow on Mutual with the Sunday Showcase. Original audio drama from the United Artists of Audio, right here on Mutual. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for exciting audio drama every day. Or find the Sunday Showcase feed in your favorite podcast players.